Hello, faithful listeners. This is Pastor John Clowder from Faith Lutheran Church here in Forest Lake, and we are so glad that you are listening online to our online podcast. Welcome you to worship anytime on Sundays at 9 a.m. or 10.30, and thanks for being here. Thanks for participating in worship with us as we look forward to the week ahead. A reading of Psalms 148. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord from the heavens. Praise him in the heights. Praise him, all, he, all his angels. Praise him, all his host. Praise him, sun and moon. Praise him, all you shining stars. Praise him, you highest heavens, and your waters above the heavens. Let them praise the name of the Lord, for he commanded and they were created. He established them forever and ever. He fixed their bounds, which cannot be passed. Praise the Lord from the earth, you sea monsters in all, the deep, in all the deeps, fire and hail, snow and frost, stormy and fulfilling his command, mountains and all the hills, fruit trees and all cedars, wild animals and all cattle, creeping things and flying birds, kings of the earth and all peoples, princes and all rulers of the earth, young men and women alike, old and young together. Let them praise the name of the Lord, for his name alone is exalted. His glory is above the earth and heaven. He was raised up a horn for his people. Praise for all the faithfulness. Praise for all his faithful, for the people of Israel who are close to them. Praise the Lord. The word of the Lord. A gospel reading from the second chapter of Luke. Glory to you, O Lord. Now every year, Jesus' parents went to Jerusalem for the festival of Passover. And when he was 12 years old, they went up, as usual, for the festival. When the festival was ended and they started to return, a boy, Jesus, stayed, the boy, Jesus, stayed behind in Jerusalem, but his parents did not know it. Assuming that he was in the group of the, pa- of the travelers, they went the a day's journey. Then they started to look for him and their relatives and friends. When they did not find him, they returned to Jerusalem to search for him. After three days, they found him in the temple, sitting among the teachers and listening to them and asking them questions. And all who heard him were amazed at his understanding and his answers. When his parents saw them, they were astonished, and his mother said to him, Child, why have you treated us like this? Look, your father and I have been searching for you in great anxiety. He said to them, Why were you searching for me? Did you not know that I must be in my father's house? But they did not understand him, what he said to them. Then he went down with them and came to Nazareth and was obedient to them, and his mother treasured all these things in her heart. And Jesus increased in wisdom and in years and in divine and human favor. The Gospel of the Lord. Well, Christmas peace to all of you from God our Father in heaven. I have a question for you. Have you ever lost someone else's child in a crowd of 20,000 people? Anyone? Just me then, huh? I definitely have. It was my first ELCA youth gathering as a leader, 
and I was serving at my first congregation in rural South Dakota. We had taken a group of about 20 youth and adults down to San Antonio, Texas, with 20,000 of our best friends from other Lutheran churches. We'd literally taken over the city. I mean, if you've been to San Antonio, the river walk was like a river (laughs) waddle through a giant crowd. It was an incredible gathering with um, time for worship in a stadium, of course, building friendships, serving others, um, and really seeing ourselves as part of a much bigger and more powerful church than we could have ever imagined. In many ways, it was a, a pilgrimage, a journey of discovery about the power and the magnitude of God's church. Now, this was back in the days before cell phones. I know it's hard to imagine. (laughs) We probably had one as like an emergency, but like nobody carried them. So, as a leader, I carried this like ridiculous binder everywhere we went with emergency phone numbers for um, transportation issues, parent contacts, student health forms, uh, lost luggage procedures, schedules, meal tickets, you name it. And our group was transitioning from one event to another when we realized Jesse was missing. Oh no, we were literally in a throng of people. Remember, 20,000 Lutherans all going to the same events in San Antonio, plus all the regular folks who lived and worked there milling about. There were youth and adults in brightly colored t-shirts and baseball caps. I searched the crowd for Jesse's profile or his signature haircut. Nothing. It was too loud to call out and expect any sort of success with that. I remember asking someone who's taller than me to like climb up on a fence and you know, look out over the crowd and see if they could spot Jesse somewhere near us and maybe wave to track him down. Yeah, that, that didn't work either. There's just too many people. Well, some of you remember the popularity of the WWJD. Um, for those of you who are younger, these were really cool in the like 2000s. WWJD stands for What Would Jesus Do? And you would see it everywhere. People would wear these wristbands, t-shirts, whatever. So I quickly gathered Jesse's older brother and his best friend on the trip and said, okay guys, WWJD, what would Jesse do? We had to get into his head figure out what he would do, where he would go, when he realized he wasn't with the rest of the group. So we came up with two possible scenarios, and we sent delegates in in pairs to each of those locations, instructed to wait for a certain amount of time for Jesse, and then meet us at our next location if he wasn't there. Well... Sure enough, WWJD worked. Jesse was waiting at our designated lost area in a corner of the convention center. Boy, was I glad that he listened to our emergency instructions. (laughs) 
Jesse was back. I'll tell you what, I was sweating. It was more than just because it was Texas since July. Afraid, worried. I was trying really hard to lead and make good, clear decisions. It was tough. I wonder if you've been here. Whether it was you who was lost or you lost one of your children. It doesn't matter if you're in a crowd of 20,000 people. The, the, the mindset and the emotion is the same. Fear and panic creep up. It can be debilitating and overwhelming and exhausting. Now, we were without Jesse, dear Jesse, for 45 minutes, maybe an hour. And that experience has left a lasting impression on me, and I'm sure Jesse too. (laughs) In our story today, Mary and Joseph were without Jesus for three days. Three days. Could that be real? Yeah, that's what Connie read. After three days, they found him in the temple, sitting among the teachers. Mary and Joseph were also on a pilgrimage to Jerusalem. They were among throngs of other Jews who had come into the holy city for the Passover festival. They too were experiencing the power of gathering in mass with other practitioners of the faith. And they made coming to Jerusalem for these holy days a priority in their family. Our story says that they came um, to Jerusalem for Passover every year. They had this tradition of religious faithfulness. And one that they wanted to include Jesus in. It's not hard to imagine how a 12-year-old boy could have slipped away in the thousands of people there in the holy city. Joseph and Mary realize Jesus is missing and they look for him among relatives and friends and they still don't find him. It's kind of horrifying to me that they spent three days searching for their 12-year-old son. Perhaps they too stepped aside and had the conversation, WWJD, okay guys, what would Jesus do when he realized he's not with us? His parents clearly thought he would have found someone else he knew, hence them checking with friends and relatives first. But that wasn't it at all. This kid was probably in the last place you would look for your missing 12-year-old. Sitting in the temple, having theological discussions with the teachers. Amazing them with his understanding and insight. That's what you guys would do, right? If you were in a big city all alone? Yeah. Now, it seems to me that Mary is just a bit upset. Did anyone else hear that in the story? I mean, I can't imagine the emotion of losing your child for this amount of time in a city away from home. A place literally teeming with crowds of pilgrims celebrating the Passover. And yet, 
Jesus seems perplexed that his parents wouldn't know where he was. He responds to his mother saying, why were you searching for me? Did you not know that I must be in my father's house? (laughs) Jesus's dear parents were frantically searching for Jesus, but they were unable to find him. I'm sure that they were desperate, at their wits end, in a a state of sheer panic. And this was their firstborn son. A child which they have known his entire life. It kind of makes me wonder, where are we searching for Jesus in an overwhelming and chaotic world? Where do our eyes and ears and hearts turn when we are in places of desperation, exhaustion, panic? Are we open to the places where we might find Jesus? In holy conversations and holy spaces? in love coming to us in flashing lights and in unexpected quiet. Are you often surprised by the places where you encounter God's divine presence? Like the last place you'd ever look? Now, if you have watched any Prayer Lab Minute videos... I hope that you have learned that there isn't a right or wrong place or way to experience the Messiah's holy presence. Jesus comes to us in temples and theological conversations, sure. But Jesus also comes to us in the quiet moments before everyone wakes up on Christmas morning. And on cold, clear winter nights when coyotes' howls pierce the dark, And as we gather in our pajamas, in our living rooms, with our cups of coffee for worship. And Jesus comes to us in barns and stables, alongside livestock, and regular working folks. The gift of Jesus coming to us at Christmas is that we needn't search desperately all through a busy and overrun city. Jesus comes to us. Jesus comes among us again this Christmas. God's love come down right here, right in our midst. And so, dear friends, I pray that your heart, mind, and soul be open to God's presence among us this Christmas and always. He is not lost. Amen. Well, that's it for this week's sermon. Thank you for joining us. 
Look for more information on faithfl.org or certainly reach out to the office if you would like to receive weekly email updates. Thank you.